Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because... I look good. I got big energy every day. Let's go! And he is dicked. Blind squirrel finds a knife every once in a while. That's right. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> Well, happy day after Thanksgiving, everybody. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Will Dogson, with my post-Thanksgiving brothers, Kev Hug and Duggan. You know what I'm thankful for? What are you what? thankful for? You guys. I'm Aww. really thankful for you guys. Aww. And everyone listening, thank you. I love you guys. Happy, happy pre-football Sunday, Friday. That's right. But <laughs> let, let's not <laughs> forget Kyle holidays. the Coach Sundays. Duggan. <laughs> Kyle the Coach Duggan. Don't say hey to the everybody. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. Well, it is our Friday episode. Lots to talk about. Looking forward to the upcoming opponent. But first and foremost, we have to give out the accolades that are well-deserved. FedEx Air Player of the Week 11. Uh, It's not Kirk. It's not Aaron. It's our boy, Justin Herbert. With the dagger. With the dagger. Yet again, they didn't post the percentages because they didn't want to hurt Mr. <laughs> Rogers' feelings. <Yeah. laughs> they had to create a new policy over at FedEx because Herbert's just embarrassing everybody. Yeah, the, the first couple times that happened, they're like, hey, come on. Could you just like not chill it's out? Like, why do we even yeah. do this? Yeah, he yeah. won. You don't have to say by how much. Come on. Yeah. Our other quarterbacks have feelings, you know? Um <laughs> Yeah, good for Justin Herbert, and, and uh, honestly, everybody everybody else, pat yourself on the back, because it, the only reason our boy wins is because of you guys. Everybody all your hard votes, work pays all off. All of your hard work, all that thumb tapping and refreshing, 
Karen, I know you're doing it. Jen, I know you're all up to it. Herbie's mama, you guys. I'm sure those three are probably the three that are voting more than anybody else. So yeah, uh, good job, everybody, for getting our boy yet again, FedEx Air Player of the Week. Um, looking over to Twitter, Joe Reedy tweeted out, NBC's Drew Brees on Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert, game-winning throw to Mike Williams Sunday night against the Steelers. Drew had this to say, I wish we were looking at it together on film because I know the play because I know their offense. It's Joe Lombardi. He was our quarterback coach here with the Saints when I was here for so long, and it's the same offense. But I'm watching his eyes on the replay and the way that he peaks the safety and he knows the safety's not getting to the deep half like he's supposed to. He feels the corner jump the slot routes, so he knows he's got Mike Williams down the sideline and he's got the arm strength to get it there before the safety can get there. Like, just all these things that you have to assess in a split second as a quarterback, and yet, just, it's like mastery, you know? And when you see it, and it all comes together, you're like, man, that's it. But at a critical situation, that was pretty impressive. And again, he's just one of those guys that uh, they can be down by 14, they can be down by 17, they always have a chance when they've got a guy like him who could just make plays all over the field. Man, oh, true. <sighs> Thanks, true. Yeah. Thanks, true. What do you guys think about the idea that it, uh, the one thing, I know this isn't about Justin, and we all love Justin, and we all know that he's awesome. That shocked me that he said, um, like, I know Joe Lombardi, this is our exact offense. What do you guys think about those comments? Because it was supposed to be we're going to take elements of what he knows and what they know and bring it together and kind of we had a lot of debate about the wording of building it around Justin Herbert right. or building it for Justin Herbert Taylor. still up mm-hmm. for debate. Um, but <laughs> Taylor, what what do you guys think about hearing Drew Brees say like this is the same exact offense? I it, I well you're going to have that in most aspects when you're you know creating an offense. I don't I yeah. just think that he he's. I don't think it's a problem. I think that yeah. if if you can get a quarterback at his his age to play at the level of stuff that Drew Brees was doing at his like what season, yeah. and then he's recognizing like that that was hard for me, and he called it mastery. I don't know if if it's exciting. I'm, honestly, like mm-hmm. seeing his yeah. development, how far he's come in what eleven games, ten yeah. games. Shamelessly, positively, I think that it's like they've started with the base. You know, like. I think the offense is only just starting to evolve into what they really, really want it to be. Mm-hmm, sure. It might look like the Saints right now, but I'm, I'm, I trust what Staley said about building this offense around Justin. I think they're starting with the base stuff and they're getting really comfortable with that, and now they're going to start building on top of it to make it more tailored. So I think that's encouraging for the fan base that it's not, it's not done yet. You know, like we've had frustrations right. about underneath stuff. Um, but I do think that it's you got to get guys comfortable with the basics, and then you can add on top of that. And it sounds like we're we're just we're starting maybe to get into that now, not not fully evolved into the the Charizard of offense that we want. We're still like a, a not Charmander, <laughs> but like what was the middle guy? Charmeleon. Charmeleon, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like in the Charmeleon stage. <laughs> Is your son getting into Pokemon? No, I was just really into Pokemon. There you okay. go. Okay. I yeah. didn't <laughs> Never heard you think of Pokemon before. When I think of evolving, that's all I think of is sure. Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting too, like the idea that when you're successful, it's easier to pick up on these things. Like they're being successful with mm-hmm. the things they're being taught. 
Like when you can take something you learn, execute it, and it wins you a game. Right. You're just going to get better on all aspects of what you're right. learning and what you're applying. So. Right. It's the, I'm excited. Like everyone, you know, there's a lot of teams out there that are at their. A lot of them that are at what this is what our team's going to be for yeah. the rest of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think our team, both offensively and defensively, with yeah. Staley coming in brand new to start the year, the fact that we might start to see better team moving forward throughout the season. Right. And, and we're that's six and four. A, and we're six and four. So what does that mean? You yeah. know what I mean? What does that mean? What can we be? And yeah. that's exciting to think about. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think there there's. I think you you said it right. It's the it's about the execution. Like when when these guys can be successful in execution, because that's been our biggest issue is just mm-hmm. executing. And so when it's not when they're not executing those plays, it's just like okay, well, what's not working? What do we need to fix? And it's and it's and like you said, Kyle, it's something that's going to take time. This isn't just an off season's worth of work, and then all of a sudden everybody's got it. Like again, Staley's still dealing with the past regime of players that he didn't necessarily choose or want to be on this team. So going through a year of getting it figured out for Justin and all the other offensive tools that he's going to have, and then next year getting all the other pieces, hopefully, that you feel are going to really fit and help put that vision together, that's what's going to be really exciting. So to go as far as we have, with that situation right is awesome (laughs) it's like even this year i think our team is still going to get better and better even if it is not the exact pieces that he wants i think the pieces that we have right are going to start to adapt their game to fit what we need to do right and we're only going to get better and hopefully hit that stride here in late december and start to make a little push here for the playoffs big time it's just what coach says like you know you want to peak at the right time you want to be playing your best football in november and december so like let's start playing our best football right yeah, going up against Denver, that's going to be, you know, that that could be because we've been in that kind of win one, lose one, win one, lose a couple, win another one, lose one. It's just like, okay, we got to find that stride. We got to get that streak mm-hmm. going again. And after this last win, feels good. So hopefully going into Denver, we can see that. One thing, yes. um, just saw this, somebody posted, we haven't gone 3-0 and in the AFC West since 1996. Holy smokes. Do you know who our court, our, our uh, coach was in 1996? Marty. <laughs> nope. The man that took us to the no, Super Bowl, that. Bobby Ross. Oh, Bobby Ross. wow. It's been a long time, guys. It's been a long this time. is a was, big game. This is I a was, big game. I, I don't even know if I was in school yet. <laughs> I, was, I was a kindergartner. When no, you we were still were, shitting we your pants for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You were yeah, still diapered. evolving 100%. your charmeleons into Charizard. Yeah, I hadn't evolved yet in that aspect of life. <laughs> no, still evolving. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, that great, great stuff to hear from Drew on our quarterback. I mean, we all know he's just the greatest thing since sliced bread, but it's nice when you get those, w- those complimentive words from peers and people who, people who have been there. Yeah. Um, let's see the flex. So it was announced on Tuesday that the NFL was flexing week 13's Sunday night game to either Denver at Kansas city or the Chargers at Cincinnati. Uh, every charger fan saw this and said, well, this is easy. Justin Herbert yes, against duh. Joe Burrow. Of course, yeah. of course. That's going to be, that'll be, you know, two gunslinging quarterbacks going against each other. How, how no, could you choose something let's else? Let's toss but, Teddy Bridgewater yeah, let's on do, Sunday then, Night Football. The NFL said a horse is a horse. Of course, of course. Of we course. want to watch the stupid oh, Broncos. Wilbur. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is all just because the Chiefs have won a couple games. They got lucky against the Packers. I mean, is it or do you think it's games. just because they're like, well, it's a division rival. That'll be more exciting. But it's not going to be a better ice. game. 
No, it's, not it's, all about, game. it's all about who they think is going to give them the best viewership. The Chiefs, and, they think, pull the most because they've, they've been in the Super Bowl two years sure, in a row. Sure. There's plenty of bandwagoners that are going to jump on and watch that game. You guys, you know what would be great? Mm. We beat the Broncos this weekend. The Broncos beat the Chiefs in prime time, and oh everyone God. can watch them fall apart, and then they can compare the fact that we beat the Broncos and they lost to the Broncos. Right. That's the kind of shit I'm looking for. Yeah. Mm. I see. And it'll just going. be a better game for us anyways against Cincinnati. It just, I, Herbert, primetime Herbert is the best, dude. Right. Like, yeah. I was really, there was a moment and in that morning where I was like, It's finally Shit. the matchup between Burrow exactly. and Herbert. And exactly. it's big, you yeah. know, like that would have been, and they're both at the top of their divisions and it would have been a huge, huge game. How do you um, not pick that game? I don't know. How do you not? Yeah. I don't know. And the Chiefs already have five primetime games this year. This is their sixth. They got added on to. Unbelievable. So it's like you're you're beating a dead horse with putting them in primetime. Like, not interested. Yeah, how many of those games did they win? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> exactly. So whatever. It is what it is. It's still going to be a great game, but it uh, would have been cool if it got flexed into uh, the primetime situation. But whatever. It's fine. It's fine. We're looking out it's for fine. Carl in Denmark, though, because now we can actually watch yeah, the game. Yeah, now you can right? watch there it. You yeah, go. international fans. Congrats, can Carl. It. You can watch it at uh, your regularly scheduled yeah, to time. To all the international <laughs> fans, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> um, let's see. Looking back over to Twitter, PFFLA uh, Chargers tweeted out, Nasir Adderley has only allowed 10 catches in coverage all season. That's a weird stat. I don't get it because he's not, he's like a safety. How do you, how do you judge that? He's over the top with most of the time. Is it just, I, it's confusing. Cause it's not like when he's targeted, right? Well, he, yeah, it depends. Like if he's targeted, it's a deep ball. Mm hmm. And then 10 catches is 10 catches great. is a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. not that awesome of a stat. <laughs> He's probably not been thrown to at that many times this year. So okay. a bizarre stat. Yeah, I don't I don't know how to digest that. I wish we had it in like layman's percentages. To all the other well, again, oh, give us a percentage, one percentage a, and two like yeah. compared to other safeties. <laughs> Come you on, know? PFFLA, you can do you can do just better. Just a bizarre random stat. I don't know if that's good or bad. Hmm. But I'm gonna go with good. I'm gonna say yeah. good job. Shamelessly year. positive. Yeah. Thanks, it sounded PFF. optimistic when they posted it. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's probably not. It's it's PFF. Yeah. <laughs> probably a bash. Yeah. yeah. It's the fact that it's allowed. I think the wording allowed makes it sound like, okay, Nasir allowed this to happen as opposed yeah. to. Or he only Because if allowed. they said, like, Nasir yeah. Adderley gave up 10 catches in coverage all season, you'd be like, oh, God, he gave it up? What a... <laughs> What a yeah. jerk. Um, yeah, he's, he's back to like, oh, I'll, I'll allow you to have this catch. Right. Yeah, he you allowed can have it. this one. I concede. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're up a lot. He's yeah, like we'll Caesar. He's got, the, he's got yeah. the thumbs up or the thumbs <laughs> yeah. down. Like, I'll, looking at the, I'll he's looking at the crowd. What do you got? I'll, I'll allow it. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> this game's getting boring. I'm going to allow a big play here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Gilbert Manzano tweeted out Chargers Justin Jones's close friends with Broncos Bradley Chubb. But Jones is signing with Rashawn Slater for Sunday's matchup. Ooh. I don't know if he is playing this week or not, but if I had to go against Rashawn Slater, I wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Dude, That's so he good. is he is making a case that I'm seeing people talking about making a case for like all pro. All Absolutely. pro Slater, yeah, rookie yeah. year. As Why not? Like, it's crazy. How luck! How lucky this! How this whole situation happened, and and how good he is right out of the gates without playing college football last right. year. He just came in 
and he's one of the best left tackles in the league. Like, how yeah. freaking crazy is that? Love it. Two years in a row of all pro first round picks. Yeah, that's huge. Crazy. Love to see. And it. He kind of just fell into our lap to some extent. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, he was <laughs> people the, passed on him a lot. Right. I, I'm seeing people already make like draft predictions as far as like who's going to be there and who's not. And it's just like, okay, number one, we never thought Derwin James would fall as low as he did to us, but he did. We yep. never thought Rashawn Slater would fall as low to us, but he did. And just look how it all turns out. So I think we it's didn't exciting. really want Justin Herbert, but right. he did. He and now we're ecstatic six. and in love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all the other teams allowed Justin to fall mm-hmm. to six. So yeah, way to way to give it up. Thanks, um, Dolphins. Yeah, thanks, Dolphins. We appreciate oh, it. Have you guys um, seen those those things going around social media? That Interstellar, remember when McConaughey is like looking at his past self making a decision and he's like, no, he's like screaming because mm-hmm. he can see through and watching. They did. Somebody put that up like for the uh, Dolphins. Dolphins fans watching <laughs> Justin on Sunday night. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I good. love it so much. That's good. Well, Pied size 2020, folks. Um, looking over at the injury report, uh, chargers, it seems, a, it seems a pretty hefty list, but there's a lot of full practices on here. Um, Steven Anderson, ankle injury practiced in full Tavon Campbell, uh, toe injury practiced in full and Michael Davis hamstring practiced in full. Um, Matt Filer, though, this was a, this is a new one. This ankle is the first injury. time alignment has really popped up on here for yeah. us, which is crazy. Yeah, Matt yeah. Filer, ankle injury, got a limited practice, and so that's at least he encouraging. It's a Wednesday. Too. Yeah, that he's guy's not going to sit out. No. Like, he's gonna, he, play, he just but plays. He's a Viking. To my, to my point, these guys can play through injuries, but they still are through hurts, but they're still hurt, you know? So right. it will it will take take their ability to play at 100%, they're not going to be there. So right. even though we know that Filer will probably tough it out and play through it, mm-hmm. he might not be at 100%. Right, which is important to remember. Um, Alohi Gilman, uh, still dealing with the quadricep injury, did not practice. That's, that's concerning. Uh, Justin Jackson, quadricep injury, practiced in full. <laughs> I feel like Great. he has a deal in his contract. He just has to be on the injury report every week. Always. Even if he's <laughs> playing in full, even if it's not really a deal, you got to put him on there, guys. Just you gotta. have to be on the injury report. Yeah. Body part is it this week? Yeah. yeah. What do you want, Justin? What <laughs> yeah. hurts? What, yeah. Just show me where it hurts. A scale of one. To like, shut up. He's got like those games. Got like a dice, like a six sided. Like, four, it's like Yahtzee. <laughs> Ankle. Yahtzee. Quad. <laughs> Glutes. Glutes. Um, let's see. Trey Marshall ankle hip injury did not practice. Uh, Kenneth Murray ankle injury practiced in full. I think they just have to be like on the injury report, like at least two weeks of like full practices before they can take them off. So, well, did you did you see they did the mic'd up with um, Kenneth Murray and Mm -hmm. he played like ten snaps and he was on the sideline like the whole video. I felt so bad for him. Mm. Like he wasn't. I didn't realize it was such a low snap count. Yeah, he didn't get anything. It was kind of weird because we, you know, they'd show him and you'd hear other people getting excited, and then you cut to him and he wasn't really like super pumped like i think he was that he the is actual like, snap count for him last week i believe so yeah oh wow so i did like, notice him coming off the field a lot like i said kaiser was on the on the field the whole time and he was kind of him and uh drew were shuttling on an awful lot hmm. yeah i think I, it just shows that he wants to get back out there they're clearly like easing him back in because they don't sure, want to yeah. mess him up but which um, is the right that's the smart play yeah um hopefully he can get out there he'll be good this week mm-hmm. a little, little time to rest that's right 
Um, and then Asante Samuel Jr. concussion did not practice, which is one more news on this, dude. This bummer. is stressing me out. Well, well guys, um, Joey Bosa had two concussions last year. Right. And it is scary, um, but sometimes they're not always like he wasn't ever knocked out unconscious. Um, he didn't right. lose. He didn't lose like that's he like ran off things. the field. Yeah. When you go through concussion, field. when you go through like a concussion testing on field one, you check to see if they lost memory, which he, we don't know for sure, but he was never unconscious. And then you obviously check all the other things. If he's nauseous, does he have a headache or his eyes dilated? So he probably failed one of those tests. So you automatically have to go into concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, like you say, Kevin, it'd be nice to have some information, but they're not yeah. going to just go broadcasting to everyone what's going on. Um, just I'm just saying, don't get too us, scared. DM us like Joey, <laughs> Joey had two last year and is now, it seems totally past it. Hasn't had an issue since. Right. Um, so it is scary at any head injury is, but um, he ran off the field. So I, I think because he already had one, they were a little bit more sensitive to it. Um, which so they I, should I think be. 100%. Which, so I'm just saying, don't, I'm, I don't love the information either, but that's what I'm telling myself not to get scared that Asante is like hurt, hurt. Right. It, it's just, it's unfortunate to see for yeah. a rookie player and to was, get two yeah. concussions in his rookie for season. Sure. That's, yeah. That's unfortunate. Um, it was kind of a freak accident. He got kneed in the head by that. Right. Beast yeah. Just the way Najee. he was falling. And yeah. Yeah. Um, and then last on the list was Mark Webb Jr. Knee injury did not practice. So um, not not the worst injury report we've ever seen. Um, and like I said, there's a lot of full practices on there. So we should still see a lot of our guys come out. But, you know, the Alohi Gilman, you'd like to see him get better. Trey Marshall, Asante, or uh, yeah, and Asante Samuel. And uh, Tavon Campbell, at least Tavon Campbell got a full practice in, but all those other guys are not getting their practices in. And that's just showing how dinged up our secondary is, Um, which I mean, yeah, it it is what it is. We will adjust accordingly. Um, Broncos injury report. uh, Let's see. We got a running back, Mike Boone, hip injury, got in a limited practice Uh, inside linebacker. uh, Sorry, this text is really small. Uh, Baron Browning back injury got a limited practice in. Uh, Melvin Gordon charger shoulder injury, full practice. So it's a shoulder what? injury. So maybe maybe that's his ball carrying shoulder and that's his excuse for the fumble goes, he gave up two weeks just ago. Just flies yeah. right out. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's uh, let's hit him in the shoulder, boys. Let's go <laughs> go for the shoulder. Um, safety Kareem Jackson neck injury did not practice. Tackle Bobby Massey ankle injury limited practice. Uh, defensive tackle Mike Purcell, thumb injury, got a full practice in. Oh, good. I'm glad. Aww. And safety Aww. Caden Stearns got a shoulder injury, uh, full practice. So, and yeah, they're coming off a bye. So, like, to have an injury report. Oh, that's at all right. Yeah, like, I forgot about that. Yeah, they've had a whole week to rest up. They're going to be healthy. They're going to be ready to go. So, um, the fact that they even have anyone that didn't practice, he's probably hurt, hurt. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, now we need to take a second to talk about one of our Bolt Fam members that needs our help. Um, we want to take a moment to give a shout out to Corey, aka Bolt Gang Baby, on Twitter. Um, he was recently diagnosed with stage two colon cancer. Um, he's got a, a pretty big fight uh, on his hands, not only with cancer, but with uh, some of the finances that are going to be required to help beat it. Um, so please consider going to Corey's GoFundMe page and, um, you know, help a fellow Bolt fam member out. Uh, he's he's going to have some pretty big medical expenses, unfortunately. So um, some of our other Bolt fam members like Jen um, have already started helping out and uh, doing giveaways to help out. So 
if you have a little bit of extra money, you know, every little bit helps in these situations. So if you can go visit his GoFundMe, uh, just search for Help Corey, uh, Die Hard Chargers fan on GoFundMe. And if you can donate, I'm sure it would really help a lot. So uh, we're, we're known to help each other out in the Bolt fam, you know, in, in times yeah. of need. And yeah, if you're, yeah, I'm really pulling, pulling for Corey. He's such a great guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, whatever we can do to help, I'm sure he'll appreciate. So um, 100%. I've, I've already gone and, and donated. So Good. Uh, yeah, it's help Corey, uh, C-O-R-Y, and then put in Die Hard Chargers fan and help pop right up it's a picture of him and his girlfriend so awesome. um, if you have the means i'm sure he would absolutely appreciate that and uh uh go kick this thing's ass Corey. we're, we're uh we're behind you buddy we're rooting yeah. for you big guy um all right well looking at our next upcoming opponent the denver broncos uh, again this afc west division is just such a competitive division um two of the teams are five and five the chargers are six and four chiefs are seven and four but hey chiefs get thanksgiving off so of course Man. they do. Yeah, so deal with that. This is our opportunity Andy Reed to demanded. Yeah, he's like, it wasn't, <laughs> was it not going to happen? He's like, yeah, I yeah, bought yeah. ten turkeys and I'm going to eat one every hour. So you guys better give me the day off. I won't be ready for Sunday. <laughs> I will. I will be in a coma. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll be um, on my fifth nap by then. Right. So uh, this is our chance this week to retake the lead of the division. So if we can, if we can pull out this win and knock the Broncos down another notch. Um, let's see, looking at their previous, com uh, competition, they beat the New York giants in week one. And then, uh, let's see, then it was against the Jaguars. They beat them. Shockingly. <laughs> they had a nice little opening schedule. Yeah. Giants, giants. Jags, Jets. Jets. And that's yeah. how they got to three and oh. Yeah. The Jets started out three and oh, and then, uh, got their butts handed to them by the Ravens. Tiny. Uh, and the welcome Steelers. back to the NFL game, right? Welcome <laughs> yeah. back to competition. Uh, Raiders beat them 34 to 24 Browns beat them 17 to 14. So they were on a, let's see a four game losing, four streak. game losing streak before they finally turned it around against Washington and shockingly the Cowboys. Yeah. That Cowboys game, they showed up to play. They did. Right. I mean, and looking at all these games, they've they've allowed the least points in all of the AFC West. Now, again, they played three of the worst teams in the NFL to <laughs> right. start the season. Yeah, if we could um, throw the Jaguars and Jets yeah. on a, our schedule, it would have been a different yeah. story for us too. But still, they've they've kept most of these teams outside of the outside of the Raiders. Everyone under thirty points. Mm -hmm. um, so they've they've given up one hundred and eighty three points on the year, but they've only scored two hundred. So they have the least allowed and the least scored. So. They are a very heavily <laughs> dependent on their defense to keep them close in games. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously two weeks ago, they got shellacked by the Eagles. Right. Um, 30 to 13. That was yeah. right after we had beat the Eagles the following mm -hmm. week. Um, they got, they got, they got themselves handed to them. Mm -hmm. um, I think but, it's interesting to see like the Browns game. Like you remember our Browns game. Oh, that yeah. was a shootout. Points flying <laughs> everywhere. Everyone gets a point. Yeah. And this was seventeen fourteen affair. They the Browns barely pulled it out. So I think you're seeing Vic Fangio's defense works, yep. and uh, we're gonna have to show up. And we need to get rhythm. We need to get that going right off the bat. We can't take too much time trying to figure out what we're gonna do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it is interesting to remember that uh, Von Miller is no longer there, right? Um, and Bradley Chubb has been hurt, and so they're still being able to generate a decent amount of defense um, without two of their their top defensive pass rusher. Um, guys, so um, we'll see if Chubb comes back this week. 
I'm sure he will coming off the bye. I'm anticipating that he will be back, but mm-hmm. he doesn't um, want any of that Slater smoke. Yeah, it'll, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We got We definitely got to score early. And get this thing going. Get them on their. Get them on their heels. Big time. All right. Well, now let's look over to ESPN. Uh, there was an article written by Jeff Legwald, and in the article, Vic Fangio had this to say about Brandon Staley. Uh, When I interviewed him in the winter of 2017, I knew he had the good ability to be a really good coach. For me to predict he would be a head coach for four years later, I didn't predict that, Fangio said. Uh, But I knew Brandon had special abilities as a coach, had a really good understanding of the game on both sides of the ball. I was really happy to hire him. So good words of praise obviously shows what he saw in him and now what the world is now getting a chance to see in Brandon Staley as far as being a head coach. Um, And I don't think that that's like a diss in any way. No one, no one would ever think that a coach could come into the NFL and be a head coach in four years. It just, it doesn't happen. Like you have to pay your dues and earn, earn your keep to be able to be a head coach. Right. He'd never been a head coach before. So that's, that's not a diss in any way. No, I think that was more of a, I could see how it could happen. I just didn't think it would. Right. Well, it's interesting too with Fangio. I read something else like the other side of this when the interview happened in Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley, his interpretation of that interview was like, I had no idea what he was thinking. He was just dead staring me, no emotion. Like I had no idea how I was doing in that interview. So, oh, in the interview? Gave him yeah. the poker face. He's straight That's poker funny. face. Like he thought, he's like, I thought I was killing it, but I had no idea. So I think Vic Fangio, you know, they run the same defense, different personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, looking over at the LA Times, there was an article um, written by Jeff Miller where Brandon Staley had this to say about Vic Fangio. Uh, He's certainly the reason why I was able to become a coordinator with the Rams uh, because of the amount of respect that Sean McVay and all the offensive coaches in the league have for him. I wouldn't be here. uh, I wouldn't be where I am today without him. So obviously it's cool. Thankful to be where he's at. This is going to be interesting to see these two exact same defenses going head to head. Absolutely. And you know, Brandon is taking it personal. Like he wants to show up oh, and impress for sure. his mentor on yes. Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if we beat his mentor and murder his mentor, it's like as if me and, and dad were mentor. coaching, head coaching separate teams. You'd you want to know, kick his ass. You don't know how, how much film and prep. I would, <laughs> my kids would practice all day, every day until Sunday. <laughs> we would have morning practices, night practices, lunch lifts. <laughs> Everything would be happening. It would be like the the state championship game. No matter what I could do, I would do to win the game. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we were because we played the Rams in the preseason and beat them. Right. Yeah. He <laughs> that, beat his the, most recent right. head coach. So uh, that I think he's coming off of that high. He's not forgetting how that felt. Let's just world let's tour it and beat all of his previous coaches that he's coached under. Let's make let's it happen. It. Um And it's always interesting to see how beat writers uh, for your opponents cover their teams. They're usually brutally honest. Uh, There was an article by Mile High Nation on uh, SB Nation uh, had this to say about the Broncos. Uh, The Denver Broncos still want to talk about playoff pushes when they should set their sights on something much closer, playing competent football (laughs) consistently. (laughs) Harsh. Harsh, bro. (laughs) 
thought we, I thought our beat writers were rough. Yeah. Popper so Pop, looks like Popper's, an angel. Co- Popper's covering the Broncos now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Popper. I'm Just a, kidding. I wanna, we I love wanna, you, Popper. I no. want to defend Popper a little bit. Yeah. He he threw some shade at everyone hating on um, Lombardi. He threw a nice tweet out there. So oh, good. Yeah. Good on you. Good on you, Popper. Yeah. No, I, I think Popper is not afraid to be critical, but yeah, he's, he's going to back his criticism. <laughs> Yeah. With facts and yeah, yeah. research for the, and for the most part, <laughs> for the most part, um, <laughs> but you can take facts and you can take, um, statistics and you can skew them however you want. Sure. I just feel sometimes his stats and statistics are skewed negatively towards the charges when they don't have to be. Exactly. Um, and it's not to say that he's not doing his job. I, it's a, it's a hard gig. He's not able to be a fan like us and just be shamelessly no. positive. He no, has to no cover the team for, <laughs> no, he, he has to cover the team for what it is and how they're playing and, right. and just look at it, try to look at it very neutral and cover the team. It's not always fun. And us as fans are not always happy with what he's going to say. Exactly. Um, but for the most part, it is it, it on point. I just don't want to hear it in right. the middle of a game. <laughs> yeah. Not in the middle of a game. <laughs> yeah. Wait we're losing and he's over. throwing out all these stats. Wait till yeah. the off season before you give wait me all the Monday, bad news. Wait till Monday, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and while the official site for the Denver Broncos is still talking playoffs, uh, I sure hope the coaches are keeping the talk in the meeting rooms only about the next game and how the players get better results on the field. Uh, that was a continuation from the Mile High Nation on SB Nation. So, um, How long has it been since they've been to the playoffs? Why are they all focused on the playoffs? Well, I think it's just the fact that they're in the mix. Everyone's in the mix technically in the AFC West right now. And this guy doesn't think they should be talking about that because they haven't earned it yet. Yeah. No, no, I completely agree. I'm just saying it says the official site of the Denver Broncos is talking about the playoffs. It's like, guys, come on, settle down. Like, (laughs) playoffs? Playoffs? Playoffs! (laughs) Let's start talking about winning a couple games together against good teams. Right. Uh, that that is really the thing. Like win it against yeah. good teams. Like show that you can be somebody other than the Jaguars and the Jets and the Giants and the Giants. The Jets. So, yeah. A whole <laughs> yeah. bunch of Jets. The Jets. Um, all right, folks. Well, as a reminder, get on over to ChargerChat.com to check out some of the sweet merch we've got over there. Sweet. Yes, Kyle and I are both wearing our blue charger chat shirts um we have a member section on our page so if you have uh already joined please feel free to head over there and sign up um we've got some great goodies over there we've got like i mentioned the new Kickman shirts over there that you can pick one up and for those of you that are listening on this friday breaking news breaking news breaking news folks it is friday and it's not just any regular friday it is Black, Black Friday. Friday. So if you go on over to chargerchat.com, use the promo code KICKMAN. <laughs> you can save yourself, what is it, 10, 10, 15%? 15. Fifth, wow, 15%. We are generous over here at the Charger Chat. It won't last long. So you, you got <laughs> we Friday. Will probably, yeah, we will probably be covering some of the discount out of our pocket. So You're right. it's we will. not going to last long. It's, yeah, this is <laughs> a one, one day deal. <laughs> this is a one day affair. We're, we're, this isn't Black Friday and weekend or no Black si- Friday there will week. Be no, there will be no Cyber Monday for <laughs> no, you to no like, Cyber have Monday. expectations no. Yes. for. No. It is Black one Friday, day one day only. Save yourself 15% over at chargerchat.com using the promo code KICKMAN. <laughs> Love it. That's one. That's one end. Yeah, one end. <laughs> Sounded like more <laughs> it's one end. One end is very nice. We kick man. One word. Don't don't screw it up. Um, 
All right, folks. Well, now it is time to go on to the next segment. It is Coach's Corner. Kyle has teased a surprise for us. I'm anxious to see it. Let's go. Great moments are born in great opportunity. All comes down to today. You take this helmet and you put it right in his numbers, okay? I want to see nothing but snot bubbles in his nose. And a lot of people want to blame coaches for a lot of things. Nobody puts <laughs> coaches trade up. in And corner. we shut them down because we can't. It's because I believed in you. And I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but it just wouldn't be our style. Let's do it. All right, folks, as I mentioned, Coach's Corner has a surprise for us. I have no idea what he's going to talk about. Coach, I'm blind. Help me through this. What are we doing today? All right, so I was going to look at the defensive line, look at our guys that kind of stepped up last week, see what technique they did well, um, see how they helped fill the run. But I just honestly, as a fan, I got kind of bored looking through film doing that. It's absolutely essential, and they played a great game. Um, But I just didn't want to. So I wanted to look at something more fun and exciting something I knew my co-hosts would enjoy um, listening to me talk about. Mm-hmm. So we're going to look at all of Justin Herbert's long runs. Ooh, yay! yay. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, boys. All right. I love that. Uh, <laughs> look at you. Yeah. Let's go. I'm ready. Um, so just a couple of things. The reason I wanted to talk about this was to, again, set expectations. That way you guys aren't pulling your hair out on Sunday if he's not getting all of these successful long uh, runs. That's totally fine. Um, I have no hair to pull out. Okay, yeah, yeah. Or your beard. I don't want to you know, lose that luscious beard. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to just look at first, keep in mind that none of these are designed runs. This is not Lamar Jackson back there read optioning and keeping the ball and having these big explosive plays. Um, that's not going to be what our offense is. It never will be. Justin is too valuable to get hurt. So that's not going to be what we do. Um, but the stars kind of, in a sense, need to align for him to be able to have these big run plays. We know he has the ability to do it. And it looks like he's looking for the opportunity, but it's not always going to present itself. Um, so what I want to look, I'm going to look at a couple of the plays here. Um, and yeah, they were huge game changing. And most of them were third down conversion runs. Mm. Um, and that's due to con- the concept that we need the defense to be in to be able to successfully make this happen. So this first play, this is the second quarter. Um, it's an 18 yard pickup, which is a huge explosive run. If you were to give Eckler the ball and he runs for 18, we'd all be screaming our our voices and we'd be losing it and we'd be going crazy. So these are big explosive plays. Um, So the things that have to align, they have to be in the right coverage, right? So they are in cover two. They have two high safeties. So these guys are going to drop back and they each split a middle of the field. So they each have half the field in a zone. They don't have a specific man. These guys are going to run cover two underneath. All of these guys are responsible for a man they're going to run with. So he's here locked up. He's here locked up. He is here locked up. This is locked up on our tight end. And our this linebacker is looking for the running back in case he leaks. So everyone underneath, they all responsible for a man. It's basically backyard football. That's your guy. Go run with him. These guys are now over the top in case we try to take a shot. It's third and six. So you have everything underneath should be locked up as long as they can play good man-to-man coverage. There's nothing big over the top that can happen. But what that does is it takes away any guys inside as a like a whole player to watch for the running back. I mean, for the quarterback. So these guys are all going to drop out. These guys are going to be running. And what happens is in man-to-man coverage, your eyes, what a defender, a lot of coaching, um, especially younger people in football, it's eye discipline, right? So mm. in man-to-man, your eyes have to be locked on your man. That's all you look at. You mm. just look at your man. If you peek back into the look at the quarterback, that's when they hit you on a double move. So if a running back or a wide receiver runs an out, 
and you think that's all they're going to run and you look back at the quarterback and then they turn up field. Now they're beat you. You're they're wide open. Eye discipline is huge. So their eyes, these, all these defenders, when they're in man to man, their eyes should be locked on to whoever it is that they're responsible for guarding. So this guy right now it's pre-snap. So he's going to look inside to make sure that it's pass. But once it's passed, his eyes are going to be locked on right here. The whole play. What that does is they're not going to be able to see when Justin decides to step up and run. Their eyes are still going to be on their man who's running a route. So he's going to be able to run with nobody coming after him. Mm. That's part of what makes it so big in these situations is being in man-to-man coverage. Um, But then what needs to happen to get this guy taken care of and out of the play, because this linebacker is just going to sit here. If it's running back stays in for pass pass protection, this guy's just going to sit here. So when he takes off to run, he's going to run after him and it's not going to be a huge pickup. But if you run this guy out on a route, now he has to go with him. Now there is absolutely nobody here because all these guys have eyes on man. This guy jumped on that route. Now there's nobody in the middle of the field. All of those things have to line up for this play to work. And then finally, he has to have an escape route. There has to be a hole that opens up for him to be able to step up, right? It can't just be if these guys all keep their rush lanes and condense the pocket, he's got nowhere to escape. Right. So there has to be an escape route. So they have to be in the right coverage. You have to run the right routes to get that back out of the backfield. And he has to have an escape route. So we'll play the, we'll play the clip through so you guys can see um, all of those things start to happen. We'll do it one at a time. So if you watch, all the defenders are in man. They're going to turn and run with their guy, eyes on their man, right? Everyone has eyes, eyes on man, eyes on man, eyes on man. This, again, eyes on man. None of them are looking at the quarterback. So as I pull it back, now we'll watch. Watch this linebacker right here as, the, as Justin Jackson leaks out of the backfield. He's going to go. He leaks. Now he's man-to-man right here. Now look at the field once that happens. This, all of this is wide open with all these guys' eyes on man chasing. So there's just not, there's nobody there to be able to make a play. Mm-hmm. And then the final aspect is looking to see if there's an opening for, for an opening lane in this pass protection for Justin to be able to step up. So you watch Hayward goes down too far, opens up that B gap for him to be able to step up into. And now he's just running it. There's no chance of getting hurt. He's in open field. He slides way before that safety even gets to him. Um, also, anyone that high school, high school kids out there play multiple sports. The reason Justin can slide so well is because he played baseball in high school. He didn't just say, I'm the best quarterback, so I'm only going to play football. Play multiple sports. Make yourself better. There you go. Um, wow. Just a little side. My opinion, don't just play one sport. It's stupid and a waste of time. Play all the sports you want. But <laughs> all that being said, all of those things have to line up for him to be able to make that successful run play. It's not, oh my God, he could just do that every play. Why aren't we just spreading the ball out and letting him run every play? It doesn't always work perfectly just like that. All right, so we saw how against two, cover two man, we're able to get the look that we need for him to run. Here, this is a really successful run fake. So we're going to run play action. It's going to get, we're going to run play action to this side. It's going to get all these guys moving this way. Um, Jared Cook is going to stay in the block, which this edge defender is going to come inside of him. He's able to get just enough to allow Herbert to get to the edge. So this is another example where it can align where Herbert's going to have an opportunity to run. The first one, they were just in cover two, man. They didn't have enough guys in the box. It opened up. They all ran with men. This time we are able to create it with this play action. It gets the whole defense moving. It locks these linebackers in against the run. He's able to pull out here, get the edge, because we happen to keep Cook in for max protection. And then watch what happens. We're going we're gonna to motion Keenan across to this side. So we have Keenan and Mike on the same side. Before I show you Herbert's run, 
Watch what happens to the defense when Keenan and Mike are on the same side. This guy down here is so scared about a deep crossing route that he's going to back out. He has no receiver to his side except for Cook. He's going to back out and his eyes are immediately looking this way because he's so worried about Keenan and Mike being on the same side. Hmm. Watch as I play it. He's going to motion across everyone in the whole defense. As soon as this ball snap, watch, they're all over there. Hmm. Look how many guys are over working towards Mike and Keenan. They have one, two, three, four, and a fifth all looking for these two wow. guys. They're trying to shut. They know that this is a max protect. Throw it to those two guys. Now, because of that, now there's numbers over here. If you're going to put that many guys in two, that means there's got to be space somewhere else. Right. So now Justin on that, that play fake, he's able to get outside the pocket. There's Wide nobody open. there. He's able to have a big, huge pickup. That's wow. not only because Justin is such a good athlete. It's also because the way that this play was designed, there's a big opening over there for him to be able to exit out of. Now, it required that then be in the right coverage. It required that we keep Jared Cook in there to be able to make the play on that edge. Because imagine Cook's not here and he runs a route. Say we leak him out into the open here because he went out. We we're trying to isolate. Maybe he does one of these. Now that end, he's not blocked. He's able to keep this edge and keep, keep Herbert in, in the pocket. So all those things have to align with our play call to be able to allow Justin to get outside the pocket and run. Because if not, that end would have made that play, kept him in the pocket, and there is no room to rush. So there's a lot of different little things going on to make these successful scrambles. So do you think a play like that is designed for Herbert to make the run, or is it just he he saw the matchup, he saw the luck of, yep. there's a, a look at all of this open field, I'm just going to, yeah. you think it's a, a decision by Justin to make that? I think it was a decision. I think the play design is fake here. Justin's going to roll and stop right here and then try to throw back to something coming over here. Okay. I think I think that's the design. I don't think it's a design to run. Okay. Um, I, we could tell if we watch Justin's eyes. When he comes off the play fake, where are his eyes? See, his eyes immediately go there. Okay. Right when he comes off of the play fake, watch where his eyes go. I'll just keep it. I'll pause it for you. Okay. Right after he comes off the play fake, look, his eyes are here. Gotcha. He's looking to see if one of these guys are going to come open. But look, he's got safety. He sees all that we all saw. The, he sees yeah. three guys and a safety coming over the top. And right. he feels this pressure. So he's just right. trying to get out of pressure. He makes a play with his feet. Got it. Cool. So again, this is cover two man. You got two up top. It's third and five. So they're going to take away deep. All these guys are manned up underneath. So man here, man here, man here. This guy's looking for back to see if he comes out. Again, we leak the back out. Everyone's running with their guy. What opens up the, the running lane for Herbert here is they run a TE stunt. So this guy is going to take two steps up and then come inside. This guy takes two steps up and come outside. And Cam Hayward is just not fast enough um, to run with Justin. That's just the okay. bottom line. They try to run a TE stunt and get the defensive tackle outside, but he's not fast enough to get out there. So Justin gets the edge. Again, they were in cover two man. We leak the back. It opens up a huge, huge portion of the field. Um, it, it's just part of... The, per the perfect alignment. They they run the right they run the right thing. We have the right thing called. Justin saw nothing open. He saw an opening on the ground. He made it play with his feet. Okay, so I I love this play because it does an element of football that you don't always see in the NFL. I absolutely hate when a team is in a huddle. They break the huddle and they walk to the the line of scrimmage as slow as possible. Get all settled. Let the defense get comfortable and then run a play. Right. What, no, normally, what we see to counteract that is no huddle. Go quick, quick, quick. No huddle, no huddle. 
But then it makes it hard on the play call. Or he doesn't have time to make a play call. He doesn't get to think about situation, get personnel. You can't change personnel on and off the field. What this does right here, what our coach Lombardi did, which you guys hate on, but this is the <laughs> stuff that I love. Watch, watch when they break the huddle. So they're they're normal, they're in a huddle. They're not trying to go no huddle. They get their play called, but then boom, they get to the line of scrimmage and they go. There's no stand around, look at stuff. We're in third and five. This is the same exact thing that they've been in all the other times we ran the ball. We know they're going to be in two, man. Get to the line of scrimmage and go. And watch, as, as we do it, watch how confused Pittsburgh is. When the ball is being snapped, they still don't even know who has who, where to line up. Watch, as they break the huddle, boom, they get to the line. No dilly-dallying. Hike the ball, go. There's still guys running around, doesn't know who has who. We have two guys chasing one. And then it opens up these huge lanes for maybe a big pass, but also a huge run, right? So mm -hmm. again, this is a situation where they're going to be in two man. Everyone's running with a man. We leak the back out. Justin is able to get to the edge because they're confused and no one knows what to do, right? Versus two man, leak that back and you got to find the gap. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Two man, leak the back, find the gap. Here's what it is. Watch, Austin's going to leak out there. These guys are all confused. No one knows who has who. We have, look how many guys we have chasing. We have one, two guys chasing Keenan. This actually is pretty open. Right now he's running for his life because he's getting out of the pocket. But that, that would have been a good look if he was protected sitting in the pocket. But why not just turn it up and run and pick up 48 yards on a run, right? So it, it, there's just so much that goes on behind these plays being big runs. A big part of it is them running man. If they were to run man, our backs can catch so well, we can leak those guys out. If they don't sprint on it right away, we throw it to them. If not, Justin's clearly shown that he has the legs to be able to break coverage, right. to beat an end to this edge and be able to make a play. So it's it just, I just show all this because it is fun. It is exciting. It is an element of our offense. We know we don't have to have this to put up big points. We didn't do this kind of stuff against Cleveland. We didn't do this kind of stuff against Oakland when we were scoring like every single drive in the first half. But we have it in case we need it, which is awesome, awesome to have. And now that we know that we have it, do defenses need to scheme and plan differently yeah. than they have previously? 100%. Yeah, I don't think, I do think that they'll be more cautious to run this two-man stuff knowing that Justin can beat it with his legs. Mm -hmm. um, especially in those third-down situations. We tore up Pittsburgh all night in third down with him on his feet. So you're going to see defenses adjust and not just go, hey, we're going to run two-man. Two, uh, when they run cover two-man, it's really hard to throw the ball. Mm -hmm. It's really, really hard because they have everyone manned up plus two guys over the top sitting there being extra help. Mm -hmm. It's really hard, but it, it makes it harder to run that shutdown type of pass defense if you have a guy that can run. So I do think it affects defensive coordinator play calls moving forward for sure. On Quick question on third down, if they were to do that, if they were to start really focusing on Herbert and like we need to move into a different formation, what formation would they most likely do and what would that open up for us to attack? Well, yeah, it depends. You you could go into more of a zone, any type of zone. Um, and that's so, so such a big uh, like playbook. Um, in the NFL, there's so many, there's split field coverage. You could run cover two, cover three, cover four, cover six, cover eight. There's so many different coverages that you can run. And each one of those has a different um, weakness. Every de every defense, no matter what you run, has a has a weak spot. But it's being able to, rec Justin being able to recognize what it is, get us in the right play, and then execute. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what they'll go to. It 100% depends on personnel on the field. 
if we're in a heavy package, they're going to run one thing. If we're in a light package, they'll try to run something different. So I just think it, it, hard, it gets hard to run man-to-man against us. Excellent. Well, Coach, thank you for breaking down. Yes, this was exciting to watch and probably much more exciting than defensive linemen <laughs> that were uh, having the correct technique uh, on their plays. Yeah, all those yeah, gap get, stoppages. You get to look at the ru- the running man. Can we you got say to look at like the Arnold? running man. <laughs> say it like Arnold. Can you do it like Arnold? I got to look at the running man. Yeah, He's running. He's Great getting to film. the chopper. He's yes. getting his ass to the end zone. Um <laughs> That was awesome. Thank you, Coach, for, for yeah, of breaking it down. All right, gang. Well, now it is time to go on to the next segment. It is Bolt Insight. Let's see who we are bringing into sight this week. As soon as the clock starts, your ass mine. When I met Justin Herberts, man, that dude is big as hell. You know, the goal is to just keep it rolling. Well, come in hype because we have a lot of things to be excited about. All right, guys, we're back with another Bolt Insight, and we are super pumped to have John Waz from Charged Up Bolts Podcast. What is going on, John? How's it going, Kevin? Just recovering from another amazing close game uh, yesterday at the SoFi. It's another W. We'll take it however it comes, buddy. Oh, man, I hear you. It's uh, heart, heart attack inducing, but it uh, we made it through. You know, we got, you know, everything's okay. The doctor, you know, wrote us a, a slip. We're okay. We're, <laughs> we can go back to work. So um, let's, let's kick it off, John. I want to find out, you know, you know, you being over in the UK, how did you become a Charger fan? So I started watching the NFL back in the mid 80s. Uh, my, my mother uh, and my stepfather were posted to West Berlin. Uh, we used to get American Forces Network in black and white. Uh, the only two channels that we got, and, and there was always an NFL game on. So I picked it up from there. I was a bit of a neutral until about 2009. Uh, my family and I, we went to San Diego on vacation. But it was a bit of an elimination, you know. Um, there was no way I was going to support the Green Bay Packers, going to Wisconsin in, in midwinter. Uh, you're not going to get a ticket. You know, the Dolphins, the 49ers were, were too obvious. The Raiders, uh, you know. Um I come from a place near Sheffield in England, in Yorkshire. Uh, Sheffield's a steel city, so that should have been my natural go-to, the, the Steelers. But no, uh, we fell Sorry. in love with San Diego. Love the blue. And um, in 2009, that was that was my team and have been a, been a bolt ever since. Awesome. So you so you went to San Diego. You went to a game in San Diego. We we, we didn't know. Unfortunately, we landed and we flew back to the UK on, on on game day. We got to the stadium, went to the queue, went around the uh, the uh, team shop. Uh, the the kids bought uh, a few bits and bobs. Um, we bought a few bits and bobs. Spent about six hundred dollars, if I remember <laughs> rightly. Sounds about right. <laughs> just did that. We just went to SoFi for a game and walked out. Looked at my my receipt the next morning. I was like, "Oh shit! I just went to the uh, team store." Well, if it wasn't for COVID and and our prime minister not letting us get out to the states, uh, we'd have been out there by now. But it's on the bucket list, and we'll we'll be out there hopefully next year. So super hyped for that. Well, you let us know because we we got the season tickets and we lo- would love to meet up with you. We want to meet all the fans, all the other Charger podcasts. You let us know when you're going. Yeah, uh, well, John, John Ayers, uh, he's a season ticket holder at SoFi, so I'm, I'm sure you'll better catch it with him at the tailgate before the end of the season. There you go. Love it. So, all right, well, let's talk a little bit about this game that we just had. This crazy, everything is totally going our way up into the fourth quarter the craziness that usually happens for the Chargers starts to go down and block punt craziness. 
We came back and won it. What was your overall impressions, you know, going in that knowing we were probably going to charge this thing up, but we didn't. What was your overall um, thoughts on the game when it was all over? I was relieved, but I think the fact that we'd given up 27 points in the fourth quarter, if you look on social media, a lot of the fans are super hyped that we got the W, but there's also a bit of criticism uh, towards the uh, coordinators. And I think that's unfair. We have to remember, look, under Mike Tomlin, his teams, they're hardworking teams. Okay, the Steelers are not not being particularly great in in 2021, but they're not going to lie down. Mike Tomlin won't allow that, and it's great for the neutral. It's great for the sport that these these games are so close. Not so much for the Chargers. We would not have won that game in 2020 or 2019 under Coach Lynn. So I think when you look at where we are at six and four, and you look at what we've done this season and what Brandon Staley's doing, remember he's still learning as well. He's still getting used to his team. Um, just just relief and the fact that we desperately needed that win because this would have been the same old charges had we not crossed that line with a victory, uh, you know, what, less than 24 hours ago. So really, really hyped. And then there's, some, there's something about it, about these games and how we're winning and the character that kind of make it makes you become a better player and a better team. Like you're forced, these guys now know when they get into another situation like this, we've done this before. We know how to get over this. So what are your, what are your thoughts on kind of like just taking these as like learned moments and like just getting better from them? Well, if, if you think, if you look back over the last three years, let, let's take 2018 when we were 12 and four, we were lucky enough to go to the, uh, the Wembley game, uh, Chargers, oh, Titans, if you remember that. Yeah, yeah. Remember Philip Rivers airing down the, to, to, uh, to Ty Williams on the first drive of the game? Mm-hmm. And if you remember rightly, the D made a stop. And all the way through that season, we had these close victories and these, these close games. And I think it's just the nature of the NFL and the fact that our team didn't lose their their bottle. They, they stood their ground. They, they've got that um, moral sort of and, and physical courage to, to stand there and, and take the beatings when they're coming and see the job over the line. I think it takes a hell of a lot to keep doing this week in, week out, but it also it instills belief. I mean, look, look at some of the, Kevin, look at some of the defeats that we've had this season. Absolutely heartbreaking, you know? So to get over that line again, it just proves that we can compete. It's not always nice. It can be ugly, but this is a team uh, in, in rebuild mode. We've got a lot of uh, gaps to fill on the roster. So we have to take these Ws. We have to take the momentum into the next game. It's an old cliche, but look, if we're sat in out at four and six, we might be having a very different conversation, but we're not. We're six and four. Uh, Unfortunately, the Chiefs lost. uh, Sorry, the Chiefs won yesterday, which uh, I didn't expect. But you can take that, again, the same sort of tone from, from their perspective, you, you know, it's that having that philosophy and that mental ability to keep uh, eking out these victories. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, we we have an AFC West opponent coming up. We got the Broncos, which, you know, we're 2-0 and right now in our AFC West opponent against AFC West opponents. So going to Denver, going to play the Broncos. It's always tough. No matter who the team is when we go to Denver, it's always a tough game. What What are things that you want to see happen for us to be successful and, and come out with, like, not just win, like, let's come out with, like, decisive, we're the Chargers, we can not win these by more than just a touchdown or, or a field goal. 
Well, first of all, you're going to look at Denver. I think they're, they're, they've had an up and down season like us. Um, they, they've won some games you wouldn't have expected to. Their defense, 24th ranked. I think that's where we can start picking them apart with, with Herbert's arm uh, and using the weapons that we've got, Eckler, uh, Williams and Keenan Allen. We need to get off to a fast start. What we need to do is avoid the mistakes that we made against Baltimore, that 98-yard drive for nothing. You know, that was a tenacious drive, but we, we, we spoke on the Charged Up Bolts podcast numerous times about leaving points in the field, either be it with, with the ball in the quarterback's hand or the fact that we're missing field goals and extra points. Just keep it, just keep it, um, keep the game alive by executing. Um, it's easier said than done sat here talking to you behind the mic, but Denver are going to be at us. They are not going to want us to win in their own backyard. Um, I've got us down as, as finishing the season four and two in the division. Um, and I do think that we're going to, I personally think we're going to sweep the Chiefs. And I think we're going to drop one against Denver. I'm not saying it's going to be on Sunday because we just don't know what's happening with, with most teams in the NFL. It's so unpredictable in 2021. But just clean execution. And I suppose it all depends on what the injury uh, report looks like heading into Friday and Saturday. Yeah, hopefully we can get everyone healthy. You know, definitely need to get our secondary. I know there's a little, there's some banged up guys. Got to get everyone healthy and back. That's a concern, especially Asante Samuel going down with a second concussion in as many weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Two weeks. So hopefully it's not serious and then he can bounce back for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think injuries are inevitable in this game. It's such a violent sport and, um, you know, it's still a bit of a cliche amongst the general British public that, oh, why are you watching NFL? They all wear pads. Come on, man. You know, um, if they didn't wear these pads and helmets, we wouldn't have a sport to play. But <laughs> yeah, every Sunday. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. But unfortunately, we're seeing the makings of a of a, a good defensive back there in Asante Samuel. But he now is an individual. We talked about physical courage and uh, mental courage earlier. He's now suffered his first, is it his first concussion or second concussion in, in the NFL? It's the second one. And if you if you look at how Joey Bowser responded to his concussion last season, he said it was scary, man. Yeah. And it's how Asante bounces back. Look, I, I don't want him to play again until he's completely healthy. You know, I don't like to see any player in the National Football League getting hurt. Um, they, they, they know the risks. They get paid to take the risks. But... Um, it could be a week or two before we see him uh, back on the back on the field. So it's a bit of a loss. Yeah, I'm with you. So hopefully we can get this game. You know, I would feel, you know, seven, seven wins would feel pretty good after this weekend. So hopefully we can pull something out. So I uh, just want to thank you again, John, for coming on. Um, if you want to tell everyone that, you know, listens to our podcast, how to follow you guys and how to check out your stuff, because you guys do some awesome work. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Um, so we're on, you can find me at endzone85 on Twitter. You can follow the Charged Up Bolts podcast at Charged Up Pod, and you can follow the website at Charged Up underscore Bolts. We love um we love the fact that we're part of the Charger community. Um, as I said to you before we came on air, we're not here to compete with anyone. We're here to join um a network of friends and like-minded people. Um, and hopefully, you know, we get down the stretch, we start being competitive. We'll have a SoFi where the away fans have got a handful of tickets instead of sort of 48% of the tickets. So 
yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. It's going to be a roller coaster. I love it. Yeah, we're on the same page, man. Just build this fan base and, you know, keep it going. Keep the love going. So we appreciate you again, John, and uh, get some rest, man. It looks, it looks late over there. It is. Cheers. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Take it easy, man. Cheers. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, John the Waz, for coming on and Thanks, John. Uh, sharing your insight with us. It's awesome. It's just always great to hear how fans get started uh, with the Chargers, especially the ones overseas, because that is just, yeah. it is always just mind-bending how there can be fans of an American football team in the United Kingdom, in Australia, in Egypt, like well, this and, is just and, wild, and they yeah. they're such big fans. They started they they two of them two uh, UK found each other and they started a <laughs> yeah. podcast. Like yeah. that's awesome. That I like amazing. listening. I mentioned this before. I like listening to them because their accents are so much yeah. more fun. Just oh, their voices. Yes, yeah. we sound just lame. Dumb American <laughs> accents are lame, and I like yeah. I like having some fancy Chargers every once in a while. Right, yeah. and it, it's crazy to hear how these guys become Charger fans because they are the ultimate free agent. There is no tie. Yeah. There's no. no like. Oh, my uncle Allegiance. or my yeah. grandpa was from this city. And so that's why I like the stupid Cowboys. Like, there's nothing like that. It's like, I just, I'm going to pick the team I like. And then they go all in. Right. It's awesome. Yeah. So Love having, it. having the chargers with the uniforms that are the best uniforms in the league. Marketing. It's good marketing. Good marketing. <laughs> it's excellent marketing. Well, and if, you know, we, I always need a podcast, fill some time, listen to stuff, go check them out. Cause I Absolutely, think they, yes. they do some cool stuff. It's the charged yep. up bolts podcast. Charged so get, up go give bolts. them a listen. Yes. Check it out. Thank you, John, again for coming on. Thanks, and, uh, we've got another segment here to this go is a into. Special one. This one is special. We don't <laughs> normally have this segment to go to, but, uh, one of us, uh, arguably the smartest of us. No, uh, went on very to, arguably. <laughs> very <laughs> argue, Kevin had, would argue vehemently against vehemently. that Um, was able to join a, a a legit radio station, uh, Team Sports Radio one hundred one point one FM in Denver, and it is none other than Kyle, the coach Duggan, who had a conversation with Jim Davis. Uh, on the radio and the the real radio folks, like you could turn on the radio and you would hear Kyle, the coach Duggan. If you were in Denver listening to one oh one point one FM, old school radio versus new school podcast. That's right. Perfect fusion of coach dropping some freaking knowledge. That's right. My yes. Hope, my hope is that there was a charger fan out there in Denver. It just so happened to turn on the radio at the right time and hear a little bit of encouragement. Well, if you didn't turn it on at the right time, we've got a snippet here for you. Let's see how Kyle represented the Charger fandom. All right, time to go behind enemy lines. The Broncos host the LA Chargers this Sunday on the Team Sports Network. Countdown to kickoff at noon, 205 kickoff from Empower Field and Mile High. And joining us this morning, one of the hosts of the fan-sided Chargers chat podcast, Kyle Duggan joins us on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line. Kyle, I appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Any opportunity to talk Chargers, I'm all for it. So thanks for having me. One of the things that's been different about the Chargers this year under Brandon Staley has been the ability to win close games, five and three in one-score games. And while Sunday night they they, uh, they almost uh, snatched victory from uh, or defeat from the jaws of victory on, on Sunday against the Steelers, blowing that 17-point lead, Still, uh, Justin Herbert finds Mike Williams, and, and you end up getting the victory against Pittsburgh. But really, winning close football games, one-score games, always crucial for any team that's going to be a, a playoff contender. And the Chargers have had the pro- have problems with those close games in the past. This has been a much different L.A. Chargers football team in that regard. 
Yeah, absolutely. They've, they've kind of developed a new culture um, with Coach Staley and a belief. And I think we get the Chargers get a, a bad name of being tagged that team that always blows it somehow. Um, but they've been able this year to be able to step up and make those big plays. And I think a lot of it is the maturation of Justin Herbert and his leadership and being able to make those big plays when you need it. Um, and overall, this what the biggest difference this year is our health. We haven't had those big, huge season-ending injuries that we've had in the past. Kyle Duggan joining us today covers uh, the Chargers for a fan-sided as the Broncos get ready to score off against the L.A. Chargers coming up on Sunday. Justin Herbert, his development continues to be uh, extremely impressive, Kyle. Uh, he has six fourth-quarter comebacks in his 25 career starts. And you go back to another Charger great, uh, Philip Rivers, had 29 fourth-quarter comebacks in 240 career starts. So Justin Herbert's a guy that's developed you know, kind of like the, this football team into being a pretty clutch fourth-quarter uh, football player. Yeah, absolutely. It's fun. It's just fun as a, as a fan watching, and you know that you're always in the game. No matter what the score is like, if you have a quarterback that can throw the rock like, like Justin does, you know there's a chance to always come back and be in it. Um, even just last at the game on Sunday against the Steelers, we know like we tried we tried to blow it. That block punt, they go for it on fourth. We don't get it. We throw an interception all in the fourth quarter. Um, but you're still in the back of your mind. You're Justin. We got Justin Herbert. We got an opportunity to throw the ball down the field. We're going to make some big plays. And him and Mike Williams have really established a. That's our go-to guy when we need a big play. Um, Mike Mike's the guy he's looking for, and they've had four game-winning drives just to Mike Williams this year. Kyle Duggan, who has the uh, Chargers Chat podcast on Fan Sided, know your enemy, talking about the uh, Chargers who take on the Broncos this Sunday on the Team Sports Network. And you're right, Mike Williams has turned into a real go-to guy for uh, Justin Herbert, but a guy that's always there productive on third down is Keenan Allen. And I think uh, you know we're, we're seeing Keenan Allen finally be able to put some seasons together, Kyle, where he's been able to stay healthy and contribute for this football team. Yeah, that's that's I mean... For the Chargers, that's always been the case: is staying healthy. Keenan, whenever he's playing, he's he's a threat, um, and I think he's he's going to continue to shine as long as we have that number two and Mike to take some of those double coverages off of him. Uh, I saw a stat that he's the number one; he has the most receptions in single coverage in the NFL this year. So, if you allow him to be in single coverage, he's going to make big plays, and he's been that clutch guy for us this year. Kyle Duggan from Fanside joining us today on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network on the defensive side. Obviously, getting back Derwin James, Joey Bosa, huge uh, returns for for that Charger defense. But uh, rookie cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, he had had a second concussion in four weeks in the third quarter against the Steelers, so he's in the protocol right now. And so he's also a guy that's you know kind of been on the job training. Obviously, as a rookie, how do they expect to fill that void? What's the the plan there, Kyle, in regard to the cornerback position when they take on the Broncos Sunday? Yeah, we have. Obviously, Mike Davis is kind of our number one guy. Asante's had a great season, but as you said, this is his second um, concussion in three weeks. So I don't anticipate him being able to play this week. Uh, Tavon Campbell is a guy that they're really high on right now. He's actually played a lot, even when Asante's healthy. They'll rotate him in and get him reps. So he's played plenty. He played the whole um, game against the, the Eagles um, when Asante was out. We also have Nazir Adderley. He's finally back off injury. He missed two weeks ago as well. Um, I think for injuries on the defense or guys missing is going to be Limbaugh Joseph. It's going to be the, the one that's hardest to digest and make up for our, our big nose tackle that um, was placed on the COVID, the COVID list just this week. Um, that'll be, that'll be a tough miss for us. We have um, some young guys in Forrest Merrill, Braden Fajoko, 
uh, Joe Gaziano that are all stepping up, but they are very much unproven. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they're able to do against uh, the running attack of Denver. Kyle Duggan with Fansided, uh, one of the co-hosts of uh, Chargers Chat, joining us today on Know Your Enemy on the Team Sports Network. Uh, Chargers right now 17th in uh, rush defense EPA since week eight. Uh, they were last through the first six weeks of the season in that number. That number's improved, obviously, dramatically since the bye week. And talk us or take us through that a little bit, Kyle, about how this defense has improved. What what have they done to improve that run defense with the L.A. Chargers? Yeah, we, we got Justin Jones back, which I think was a big piece, being able to play inside um, and make plays. Limbaugh's a big body um, taker. He takes on multiple blocks to open up holes for the backers. Justin Jones on the inside is more of a get-off blocks, make plays in the backfield type. So I think getting Justin Jones back in there was a big advantage. Uh, it's also a brand-new defense for our whole team. We went from a four-man front um, to more of a 3-4, which is a much different look for for everyone. Run fits for linebackers look different. Where defensive linemen are lining up and their techniques is different. What Coach Staley wants to do with blitzes and stunts is going to look different. I think it's just taking a little bit of time for us to get used to, and it's finally starting to click a little bit, um, especially playing that too-high safety look that we do. You have one less guy in the box, so we have to be dominant getting off blocks and making plays. So I think they're start, kind of finally starting to hit their stride in that in that aspect. Chargers get the 5-5 five and five Broncos this Sunday in Denver. When you look at this Broncos football team, we'll start out with the offense. What are some of the p- potential challenges for uh, the Chargers defense against Teddy Bridgewater, former Charger Melvin Gordon, and that uh, that Bronco offense? Yeah, I think um, for any anybody that's followed the Chargers, the running game is what we're, what we're most worried about. We were last in the NFL for a long time. We may still be there even after a good performance against the Steelers last week. Um, so, yeah, obviously facing Melvin Gordon, we, we want to be able to stop the run. Um, I think for the Chargers, stopping the run, putting the ball in Teddy's hand, making him make plays um, to kind of a banged-up wide receiving core is what, what, what the Chargers are going to try to try to push to make happen. Flip it to the other side. Uh, Broncos defense against Justin Herbert, uh, Austin Eckler, who uh, actually just played up the road at Western Colorado University, not too far from us, about, yeah. about two hours away from us. What are uh, some of the challenges that Broncos defense poses, Kyle, uh, when uh, they score off against the Chargers? Um this year, for whatever reason, um, Justin Herbert's most difficult games have been against established defensive minds. Um, Bill Belichick was able to keep him under 200 yards. Um, Harbaugh also was able to keep him to one of his worst games. Um, now, obviously, going up against Vic Fangio, it's it's and, and Brandon Staley's um, mentor. It's it's gonna. We know it's gonna be a challenge. So, um, getting Justin comfortable with hitting some underneath passes before trying to just trying to figure out what they're going to show early and try to drop out to try to confuse him. I think if we can get comfortable with some of those things early, um, but that's, that's kind of the fear is going against those established defensive coaches. Um, it seems to be, it seems to be giving us a little bit of a, a tougher look uh, for whatever reason, whatever wrinkles they're able to add in um, has made it tough on Justin and our passing game this year. Make sure you check out his work. Chargers chat with fan side of Kyle Duggan joining us in the program today. Kyle, I appreciate the time. Thanks for uh, for coming on on short notice to, to talk about the Chargers. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a good one. Good luck this Sunday. And uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. You as well. All right, take care. Kyle Duggan, fan-sided Chargers chat on uh, Know Your Enemy today. God dang it. That's work, so coach. cool, dude. <laughs> Great work, buddy. You <laughs> yes. represented us well, dude. Okay, yes. Good work. My whole, the whole time I was on the call, I was like, oh, I hope Kevin and Adam are 
are proud of me. I hope they're proud of me. Oh my God, me. dude. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I all I could think of was I'm listening to like the questions he's asking and I would just be like, Linval Joseph, good. Um, but Justin Herbert, best. Uh, Broncos suck. Okay, click. And then I just hang up like, well, it was you were you were good too because like problem with me if I would have done that I'd have been subtly talking shit about the Broncos the whole exactly. time. Yeah. You kept it classy, San Diego. Know. You know I, what I mean? If the if the guy would have interacted with me at all, like had some conversation, I for sure would have. But it was just point blank question answer question answer. Yeah. Um, if he had gave me some dialogue, I would have thrown in some 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 little low punches about. about you would have um, let your hair down a little bit more. I would have let my hair down. Yeah. yeah so I, but, I kept it the suit on but that was what was so impressive like your answers were very on point and they were well thought out like you had you were (laughs) you you every answer you had you backed up with supportive evidence and that is what was so impressive to me well very lawyery and very like i said just very impressive again like i don't i would just say this guy's good i love him don't (laughs) you know you can't change my opinion (laughs) like you were like i love him and this is why (laughs) So question, Kyle, how much of this did you literally just reach in and just pull out of your ass? It was all out of my ass. Yeah, I, I didn't Love have it. questions sent to ask me. Lawyer. I didn't know Love what it. he was going to ask me. Right. Yeah, because yeah, this was, was out of my a, ass. a bit of a last minute setup. Lord. I guess they had, yeah. did they have somebody else that they were going to interview and they canceled yeah. or? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So Who's they, more important than us? I'd like to know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you made it, made it, you know, made a statement with that. It was a good interview to Kyle. You did good. Absolutely. Bring no, you on you, next time we play him. You set the bar very high <laughs> for anybody else that they call in the future. So well done. Um, all right, gang. Well, we just uh, now have the game to look forward to. It's an afternoon game against uh, Denver Broncos in Denver. I haven't checked the weather report. I imagine it's probably going to be Cold a bit nippy. Is shit. A little bit nippy. So hopefully uh, everybody adjusts accordingly. Um, any other final thoughts, gentlemen? I just want to get three straight AFC West wins since 1996. That would you know, be amazing. That was so long ago. Um, I would like that to happen. <laughs> that was so long ago. <laughs> so let's uh, let's do that. Yeah, that would be, that would really, <laughs> that would light a fire, I think, for for this team to go 3-0 and in the AFC West. So. Let's see if it happens this Sunday. Yeah. We will see you all well, on Sunday. Hey, yes. Weather's not bad. It's nope. 66 at a high oh, on Sunday. God, no way. Yeah, it's, it's sunny, no clouds, six, high at 66. We're okay. Good. Balls well, cold right. here yeah. in Missouri. Yeah. yeah, and it's balls cold here in Idaho. So it's it's Santa Ana winds here in San Diego. So <laughs> I am sweating. Yeah. So <laughs> it should be a good game. Everybody should be, you know, well tempted uh, for this yep. game. So let's go. Let's go. Bolt up, um, boys. That's right. Don't forget, folks, to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Hope you guys had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Love you. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> Kevin just almost like shut off. I think his brain <laughs> shut off there for a second. That was like a, that was like a certified fresh moment. <laughs> he just paused. <laughs> I just, we just like I was just like, I, did, I realized I didn't get to say happy Thanksgiving to everyone. So oh, Kyle, okay. fuck off. Okay, uh, love you. Bye. All right. uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Okay, love you. Bye. Uh, happy Black Friday, everybody. Go oh, over yeah. to chargerchat.com. Use the promo code KICKMAN. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Very nice. Very nice. Bye. And now, a word from our sponsors. When you need a package ship, don't just use any old generic shipping company. Use FedEx Air. 
FedEx Air Insurer's packages get delivered right to your door because they're being thrown by none other than Justin freaking Herbert. So when you need a package delivered, use the best with FedEx Air. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.